What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to the greatest combat sports and culture show of the entire universe, The Fight Podcast. I'm your host, Serge Decente, and this is episode... Woo, can't believe I'm about to say this shit. 299. And we are going to have an amazing show today. Today, it's not just an, any, any old show. I got my brothers on with me today. It's going to be a good-ass time. Joining me, one half of Café Con Leche over here, we got my boy, Nick. You can know Nick over there from the from Mystic Black Podcast and so much. Nick, brother, what it do? Chilling, man. Honored to be here on episode 299. Got a lot to talk about. Massive weekend with uh, massive, I don't know, maybe some massive... Uh, Implications? Implications, yeah, exactly. There you go. That's what I was looking for. And also on the show, we are joined by my brother from another. We are joined by one of the guys who was there when I first started talking about this shit. But when I first started building this show, my brother from another, my brother H. Dot, Brooke, what it do, man? Welcome to the podcast. Man, what's going on, brother? Glad that I'm glad to be here. Glad to be on your 299th episode. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. I mean, we sat in, in, in the kitchen. Talking about how he's going to make this thing manifest, man. I'm proud of you, brother. I appreciate that, man. Well, look, it's funny when we started this, and a lot of people don't know. I was literally sitting here. I was watching fucking Brendan Schaub's show, right? And it was even before he did have Below the Belt. Because it was when he, this dude had, um, he was out there with, uh, not Below the Belt. He was out there doing um, Justifier and the Kid. And he, he was, him and Brian Conner were talking about all the fights and stuff. And he was like, you know what? If you don't like how I'm doing, I want you to see you do it better. And I was like, well, fuck you. I'm going to try to do it better. <laughs> like, I don't like your shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I cannot wait to the day that I see. In fact, yo, I got a funny story for y'all. So I was over here and uh, I don't know if y'all know in L.A. they got my Runyon, right? And that's like, like a great hiking trail and shit out here in L.A. right there by Hollywood and shit. So I'm, I'm walking in. I'm walking with my lady a couple of days ago. And who do I see walking towards me? Is is is, is Brendan Shaw's mate on the uh, on the show? What's that comedian Chappelle? His new dude for the Fighter oh, yeah, Kids yeah, yeah. was walking yeah, up yeah. towards me. He was walking. So you know, I slid into Buddy's DMs. Was like, hey man, seeing you on the walk, uh, want to jump on the show? <laughs> He's ghosting me so far, but fuck it, I had to shoot my shot. <laughs> yeah, bro, you gotta do it. Do it, bro. Hey, hey, do it. Do it a hundred. Do it ten out of ten, man. Somebody hit facts. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, gentlemen, uh, we have a lot to get to, man. Again, thank you guys so much for coming on the show today. But uh, let, let's start with this, man. UFC 264 in the books. A lot of shit went down. And, and really, yeah. it's, it's one of those things that I think a lot of people are talking about. I feel like people have more more questions than answers. At least the media is spinning it that way. I'm going to be here to tell y'all, I think a lot of those questions have been answered, though. And and, and that is just generally how I feel. But let's go ahead and throw it in here, because I, I do want this to be very, you know, barbershop talk. We're going to have a good time with it. Gentlemen, the card itself, the UFC 264, in your guys' opinion, live up to the hype. Anybody. I don't care who want to yeah. go. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah. I think it did. I, I, I think it did. I mean, I, it was just amazing seeing, um, you know, the T-Mobile arena at a full capacity again. Uh, just that in itself, I really felt like really filled up the hype as much as it did the arena itself. And then we had some great fights on there, too. Very entertaining. Obviously, yeah. an abysmal ending to it. Uh, one that we obviously would have would have none it, of us though? enjoyed. I mean, it, I, I mean, abysmal in the sense of that, like, we wanted to see, I mean, I'm, I'm happy that I got my picks right. I mean, I went eight for 12. That I, I'm really happy with that with my picks. But I'm I, 10 for 12. You know, I'm right there with you, my brother. Yeah. So, you know, I, I you know, it was, it was definitely an enjoyable experience. And I think it lived up to the hype, except for, like I said, that unfortunate ending. Absolutely. Brooke, what'd you think? Yeah, I think it definitely lived up to its hype. Um, I enjoyed every fight. I even enjoyed the last one. But, hey. Like Justin said, man, you know, karma's not a bitch. It's it's, it's the mirror. <laughs> so that was so great. I mean, so I mean, I I think that it lived up to the hype for sure. All the fights okay. were bangers, and um, it's just crazy that most of the fights went the distance except the last one, which that's the one we thought was probably going to go to the distance. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. No, it's interesting, man. And the fight itself, I think a lot of things. But you know what, man? Fuck it. Why, why, why beat around the bush? Let's go ahead and jump on into it because I think there's something that we'd absolutely need to discuss. And here, 
Nelson Poirier, TKO's Conor McGregor at the end of round one via Dr. Stoppage. I'm here. I have my own opinions. And again, I'm going to go into it. But at the end of the day, is this win, in your guys' opinion, legit? Brooke, I'm going to start with you. Yeah, man. I'm going to tell you right now. Hold on. Let me get across the street. I got sick. I'm get hit. Okay. Hey, man. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what. It was rigged. It was as legit as the fight's going to get. You never know what's going to happen, man. All you can do is grade it off of, in my opinion, all you can do is grade it off of what happened at that moment. You know, McGregor was saying a lot about he had a lot, a lot of shit saved up for the second round and all that stuff. That's bullshit, you know? Everybody know that he was going out, he was going for the KO. That's what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. I think that it was a legit win because mm-hmm. the... The, the, the freak accident happened 12 seconds before the, before the round ended. So we had a good, you know, we had a good, um, you know, five minutes to see yeah. the fight itself. And here's the thing. We all know Connor. Connor does his most explosive knockouts. His, all, he fights the best in the first round. We all know that he has a tendency to gas Seven out. Okay. He got a tendency to gas out. In the second round, and there so I think it, I think it was, I think it was right. I think it's good. Yeah, Nick, what you think, man? Yeah, I I think it's it's a legitimate win. I think it's because I like I said, I was really disappointed with the ending, the way that it happened. But I mean, you know, you're always going to get that in this sport. But I think Dustin conveyed enough or showed enough to uh, to prove that he was going to win that fight. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I, I, he was absolutely dominating him. I, once he got out of that that chokehold, and and you know, f- from then on, he started throwing those bows, and and Connor couldn't even get up. I mean, he was just absolutely dominating him, uh, controlling the fight. And I just didn't see, even had this gone to a second, third, fourth, fifth round, I didn't see after after that initial round, I couldn't see Connor coming back from that. I really did. I think, I, and I think he looked shook after, you know, like I think he, I think he, he looked like he kind of knew it too, you know, and that's the only thing that does upset me with the way that it ended is that of course you're going to have people, you know, throw the what ifs, you know, but that, that was my thing. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, no, that's, I, 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 that's yeah. really kind of like annoying me about it, you know, because it's just like, dude, okay. Yeah. What if, but you got to know like this is an occupational hazard. And I mean, unless you're wearing blind uh, blinders, I uh, like, Everybody can pretty much say objectively that Poirier won that first round. Yeah, absolutely. And here's the thing: I, it, in my opinion, it was absolutely a ten-eight round. I don't care what anybody says. And 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 here's the interesting thing about it: when you really go back, because so I'm saying it's a legit win. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And for me, and again, let me know how y'all feel about this shit. But for me, at the end of the day, when I look at it, I don't need to see a fourth fight. I've seen what I had to see. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, when I'm looking at this this matchup, th- there is. Two two athletes, one is head head and shoulders better than the other one. Dustin Poirier is better. You remember when leading up to this matchup, Conor McGregor said, "What is it? The first one that shoots is a what is it, a dusty bitch, it's right?" Bitch, he yeah. said, "The first mm-hmm. one's a dusty bitch." Well, guess who was the first one to shoot? Conor McGregor was the first one to shoot. Conor McGregor, after he got rocked on the feet, he was the one that initiated the clinch. The only reason the fight went to the ground was because Conor McGregor shot in. And then Conor McGregor turns around and says, you know, no, if it's not a knockout, it don't fucking count. Well, then he's going over there trying to, he he jumped (laughs) guillotine. You know what I'm saying? He jumps the guillotine. And then when he, he then at the end of the fight, he's talking about I was boxing his ears off and shit. What part of you getting tenated is boxing his ears off? And then I go back and I look at the great Mike Brown. Mike Brown, the amazing head coach of American Top Team, of Dustin yep. Poirier. He goes out there. And if you look at his social media this today, this morning, he said, historically, and I know a lot of people want to argue me about history, historically shit. Historically, when we're looking at Conor McGregor, what does he do? I've said it time and time again, and I've said it on this show. I've said it on Brothers in Combat. I've said it anywhere that I could possibly say it. Conor McGregor is a seven-minute fighter, okay? Yeah. I'm not saying that he doesn't have grit. I'm not saying that he's not tough. I'm saying he has seven minutes in the clip. And if he can, and if he's not even winning that first seven minutes, how do you think the rest of the fight is going to go, especially when you have an athlete that is known to pick it up over and over again? So the, for those who are going out there, sitting there <clears throat> trying to like say, like, oh, but, you know, we don't know what would have happened in the second round. Are you kidding? 
I do. We fucking we know exactly yeah. what was going to happen in the second round. Conor McGregor was about to get finished in that yeah. second round, just like he was finished in the second round of the fight before. So I'm, I'm gonna throw it to you guys, and, and because I do have to ask about this, because that what was it? How did you guys see the fight going? What was it? When you saw the back and forth, because Connor started off great, but I'm going to be honest with you. You remember I called him a seven-minute fighter? Connor had about 45 minutes in the clip before he was getting whack, waxed, yep. to be honest yep. with you. It was like four, it was mm-hmm. at that 45-second mark when Dustin started piecing his ass up. So yep. when we look at that, did he really have that many, that many you know, moments in the fight? And then here's the thing. I have to ask this question. Gentlemen, is Connor done? And and what's in what sense though? Let talking about eliteness. Let, let, let's do both. Okay. Because I've heard people talking about both. Let's say, is, do you believe he is a done at the elite level or B are we ever going to see Conor McGregor grace the octagon again? You can go ahead, bro. Yeah. So, um, I do think that he's going to fight again. And, um, depending on how the UFC set him up, he may win that fight. They may give him a slow fight that he may not want to have, but Shit, like they better. You yes, yeah. Like I was telling you yesterday, UFC needed Connor to win because he was, he's a, he's just a bigger draw. He's a bigger draw as a champ. We all know that, but he's done. He's done. In my opinion, I'm not, he may not stop fighting, but he's, he is not going to be fighting people at the elite level and winning. You know what I'm saying? That fight, was on a downhill form from the beginning. He had a good first minute. Once they did that first and second exchange, it was all hell to break loose. He was on the ground. He couldn't even get up. What's the name? And I was surprised about that. Were you guys not surprised about that? The, how, the, the, the way that, yo, I was so shocked how easily Dustin Poirier was controlling Stupid. Conor McGregor on the ground. It was the way he was just controlling. There was nothing Conor can do. And literally the only reason that he was able to stand up is for some strange reason, Herb Dean was breaking up the action. I have no idea what Herb was doing, Herb but Herb, that is bro. the only reason. Yeah. Dog, Herb and I love Herb Dean, but he's been fucking up recently. I'm not even going to stunt. Like, <laughs> like, I don't understand why he was trying to stand him up in that moment. I generally do, do not understand it, but that is the yeah, only man. reason that he was able to even get up off of him. Conor McGregor has seen, looks like he's literally taking steps back. He's regressing in his skill set. And I honestly don't know what it is. I he really think cha- it's he just that he, he hasn't, hasn't changed. changed. He hasn't changed. He has, he, what he's doing was dynamic four years ago, but people have developed over time. You know what I'm saying? That's just easy. That's just what it is. He hasn't had enough time in the octagon to adapt to the, to the new skill level. It's just a new skill level. You know what I'm saying? It's people are That's grappling. Good. Everybody's coming. Everybody is coming you know, with two and three specialties now. Back then when he was fighting, he was he was able to bo- outbox every opponent. Now, and they wasn't, the only person that challenged him on the ground that I can remember back in the day was Chad Mendez. I mean, um, was it Chad Mendez? Yeah, it was. Chad. Yeah, yeah. it was Chad. Chad, he was Chad when one. he fought for the uh, interim chip, the interim 45 scooped, title. And Chad scooped him in. Chad and Chad took did down. took that fight on 10 days notice. If we don't, exactly. forget, don't forget, he took that fight exactly. on 10 days. Had he not, he may have been exposed back then, but I just think that if he don't develop a, a better skill set, I think that they'll keep trying to perfect what he already is good at. And yeah. that's only going to take you so far, yeah. man. That's just in my opinion. Unless they're gonna, unless he's going to bow, bow himself down and start fighting lower-tier fighters, he can't fight nobody in the top five. And and that's what I'm looking at. So in terms of do I believe that Conor McGregor is done? I actually don't believe Conor McGregor is done. Okay. But is he done at the elite level? Probably. Probably. And the reason I say that is one, guys, he just had his ankle snapped in half. Anderson Silva was never the He fought again, but he was never the same after that happened. Mm-hmm. Another thing that we're noticing also, and this is something that I want everybody listening in, for those of us who are watching live and listening on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, I appreciate you guys. Remember, follow the five podcasts everywhere. Podcasting is available. Love you guys. Um, but when you think about this, fighters, when you know that they're no longer elite, it's not that they're losing. It's how they're losing. 
he's getting finished. Mm-hmm. And just like the gentleman in the pink who reminded us a couple days ago at the press conference, Conor McGregor has only one win since Barack Obama was president. And yeah, as terrible as the, the, the ESPN's coverage of the fight was with fucking Max Kellerman and 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 and, uh, and Teddy Atlas, fam, that shit felt every bit of an SNL skit. That shit was terrible. How 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 would that look like? But when you look yeah. at that, what they were really talking about there, Teddy Atlas did bring up a good point. And it feels like it is the BF and, and AF, right? Before Floyd and after Floyd. Kind of yep. before Floyd was a different dude. He seemed like he was having a lot more fun. He's not having fun before. And let me ask you guys this. When, in your opinion, did, did that change? Because he was somebody who, who was having fun. Even his shit talk was fun. All of us used to like him. Brooke, you and I used to talk about him when he first mm-hmm. came out. We were fans of this oh, yeah. dude. And he was going out there and it was fun. Even the shit talk against, um, which was, was, was rough, but it was still fun and didn't wasn't as mean-spirited against Jose Aldo. Something changed. And I'm trying to figure out when that was. I'm thinking it was right at the Eddie Alvarez fight. It started to feel like it really started to change more into the, the, the right going into the Floyd fight. And it was still fun, but it, it, it seemed mean when he came back. Obviously, the whole shit with with Khabib was mean spirited and shit like that. But when do y'all think that the, the, the switch really changed for McGregor? I mean, I think it was it was after the Floyd fight. I mean, I think what happens is that this is a classic case of adaptive die, right? And he hasn't adapted and he hasn't adapted. Not only has he not adapted, but there's been such a large hiatus um, yeah, you know, between yeah, like yeah. being consistent and, and fighting in mixed martial arts and everything like that. I mean, like Josh Cohen told him, you know, you have you've only won one fight since Barack Obama was president, you know, one. and that's not being and that and, was you know, against a, a guy who got knocked that, out four times in a row. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and this isn't even a, and a lot of people, especially like a lot of McGregor fans, you know, they took that to heart and they think that that's offensive and everything, which I mean, compared to some of the things that McGregor says, like, I mean, Thank and I really you. want to speak Thank on you. like how rude he can be, you know, but it's mm-hmm. it's just a, a fact. It's a simple fact that like he he's kind of lost his touch and I don't think he's lost his touch um, talent wise. But like we kind of talked about last week is that is he motivated? Yes, I do think that he's competitive. He's always going to be competitive, but I just think naturally you're going to be more comfortable or you're going to be a little bit more relaxed after mm-hmm. you've made the money that you've have. And that also the fact that you've also Bob been Hagler successful. Said it. Right? It, it, like, it's not even about the, uh, just the money. It's just that he's been the top. He's been at the, at the peak of UFC, right? He's been double champ. He's had, he's had, uh, he's had that taste. So, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you go from having filet mignon mm-hmm. to now like, you know, ground beef, you, you're going to be somewhat not, you're not going to be as motivated, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, no, I hear you, man. Yeah. I mean, let me ask you guys this. Do you think that, uh, Brooke, I'm sorry, are you about to say something? Well, I was just going to piggyback off of what, what, what please you were do. saying. Yeah. And, and a lo- after the Mayweather fight, and in my personal opinion, I think that he also changed when he started having kids. You know, that's you true. That's, kids, that's a life changing moment, right? I'm going to tell you right now, man. I mean, it, it, it happens. Being a father myself, I think. The way I think now is totally not the way I thought 15 years ago. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was his night is literally night and day. I mean, he can talk all this stuff. He can sell a fight. He's still the best seller of the game. He just ain't fulfilling it. Right. He just ain't fulfilling the tickets. But he can yeah. sell them wolf tickets all day long about how he's, you know, been in the gym and all this stuff. And I mean, he got money to to balance it all out. But you got to think about his endorsements, all these different yeah. business all ventures. And having a, this is time, man. When when yeah. when you when you are on the grind to do something great, it doesn't matter what field you're talking about. You got to be in the craft. You have yeah, to be. You got to put your time into the craft. And then when you get to the top, it's even harder to stay because now you're fighting number one guys all the time. You're not mm-hmm. fighting when you're on your way up. You're fighting whoever's in front of you. But when you're when you're the champ, you're fighting everybody, the top contender every single time. Not only that, they they've been doing him an injustice, in my opinion, by keep giving him. I think I was totally against even if he won this fight. You're right. Dana was like, I'm gonna give him a title shot. What the fuck? Really? <laughs> Somebody that haven't fought really in four years. This is probably his first time having two fights in a year. And he it's lost not, yeah, the previous is. one. And he was gonna get a 
he was gonna get a he was gonna get they was they was willing to give him a championship uh contender fight if he beat Dustin Portier. I just listen to this, bullshit. which I think is crazy, and I'm glad you said that. Dana White after the fight goes out there, and this was, and I don't care what anybody says, that was not a close fight. It wasn't. For everybody who's no. looking at it, it's like, well, we don't know what could happen. No. Yes, <laughs> we absolutely do. This was not a close yeah, yeah, fight. Watch this, this, was a one, <laughs> this was a one-sided ass whooping people. Okay, this was a one-sided yeah. fight. It yeah, wasn't, this wasn't like a Holloway Volkanovski type. Not at type, all. Uh, not at all. Right. No, no not at all. And, but the thing is, for instance, Dana even said that, you know, oh, if he comes back, it's we're going to give him Dustin, even if Dustin has the title, which, of course, here's the thing. It, like it's yeah. it's Conor McGregor at this point in time. Let's be very honest. Can he beat people in the top ten? Probably. I'm not going to say he can't. Well, yeah, yeah. But he needs right. somebody in the top twenty to make him look good. I'm not saying give him fucking Diego Sanchez. You know what I'm saying? But I'm saying you have to give him somebody that he can look good against because at the end of the day, you're giving him these guys that like you know, UFC. Sean Shelby, keep. Conor McGregor, if you want to keep this commodity, keep him the fuck away from Justin Gaethje. Okay? Mm-hmm. Keep him the fuck away from Justin Gaethje. Keep him the fuck away from anybody in the top five. Dude, Charles Oliveira would do nasty things to that man. I don't even want to think about again. what he You've can do. Honestly, I don't think he'll get I think he can knock out. I think he gets knocked out, yeah. to be honest with you. I mean, I, he, I also, that's, like, like, that's how good Oliveira is. I, I also think too that like it, it, as unfair as it is, I mean it's kind of obvious and blatant why or blatantly obvious why uh, he gets these opportunities because he's the face of the franchise. Yeah, but you know it's, it's funny. You know, going back to like you know his shit talking and everything like that. I mean, it was so weird seeing him go from this you know humble guy after a cowboy and humble guy going into the first fight with. Du- I mean, that's the second who I think he wanted to be. I that's think that's who he, who he wants to be then, now. Like it was it. You guys ever seen, how should I say this? You guys ever seen a sequel, right? And you think it's going to be just as good as the first one, but then they overdo it. And then you say like, exactly. man, this isn't the same. Like they're, they're, they're way Every overdoing fast it. They're and this. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me. Don't tell me. I ain't seen it yet. Hey, I I'm still going to see it. I ain't seen it yet. I'm still yeah, going to see it. But, <laughs> see it, but don't lose your money on it, guys. I'm telling you right now. I mean, I haven't seen it, but I can. Bro, I buried that series with Paul, but. That's besides oh, the point. I, I, what's it called? I, yeah, man. I just, I feel like these past press conferences and everything yeah. like that. I was like, I was just like, dude, like, okay, you want to bring back this braggadocious character? By all means, go ahead and do it. But I just felt like it was overacted. Like it was just oh, yeah. over. It felt forced. And, and, yeah, it exactly. Felt it felt exactly. That's the word I'm looking for. It felt, it felt forced. forced. Yeah. It didn't. It mm-hmm. didn't come out naturally, right? And yeah, and sure. I think that's that's essentially and, and you know Brooks right like he's it, I I forgot about that factor too you know having kids and and not only that but the endorsements and everything like you that you got to look at him. I think he got two. I think he got two. Dude, I think he's on three. On he's on four. four. I think he's four. I think he's, he's on, on three four. Or four. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Yeah, that's four. how long he's been away that's from right. all of this. That when they said yep. that the other day that oh Connor's family's not here, his wife expecting the fourth or something like that. I was just like yeah, it's a fourth. I think they're expecting. Wait, yo, Tama, do y'all remember? Do you remember when he fought Jose Aldo? Do you remember yeah. what he said to Jose Aldo? He said, Jose, I'm going to beat this dude because he has kids and I don't. And yeah. I and he has to focus on his family and all I have to focus on is being a savage. He was talking about that shit and a lot of us forgot about it. That's a good point with with, with that. Well, here's, here's the thing. But we're talking a lot about Connor, rightfully so. Right. Let's talk about Dustin Poirier, okay? Because yeah. I want to get into Dustin. Gentlemen, how fucking good has he gotten? Let, let's go through this man's resume over the last few years. Anthony Pettis. Yep. Anthony Pettis, Max Holloway, Dan Hooker, Justin Gaethje, Eddie Alvarez. He took an elder Khabib. So does everybody else. So yeah. and everybody else. And everybody else. <laughs> you know, say right, straight, stay on the line. And then Conor McGregor. Twice. Twice. That, in my opinion, I don't care anybody. That is the toughest stretch out of anybody that I've ever heard in MMA history. I'm telling you guys now, go, go, go look through the record books, go look through the resume. I need you guys to tell me, let me know in the comments, let me know live, because I'll be very honest with you. I don't know of a run that is deeper and harder than that multiple champions in multiple organizations and he ran through 
all of all them. All of them. And, yeah. and the beautiful thing about it, when we really look at Dustin, uh, um, Dustin Poirier, is this. He's legitimately gotten better. Mm, Every yeah. fight, he gets better I, I don't even better think he's at his peak. Better. I don't either. He's only oh, 32. Yeah. And here's the thing that's crazy about him. Dude, we're watching him finish Conor McGregor in, in two rounds, right? B- around in, in two rounds. Essentially, yeah. Dog. Think about this. He usually does his best work in the fourth and fifth round. Yep. That's when he does his best work. He, uh, very similar to a Max Holloway, he starts coming downhill. It is like this ball that keeps rolling. And then he starts hurting. Dude, that's when he knocked out Eddie Alvarez. That's when he knocked out um, uh, Justin, Justin Gaethje. At in, 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 in the end of these fights. And again, we're talking about guys. Who, dude, yes, the fight with – and the only and here's the thing. Listen to this. The only fights in that stretch that went to a decision were against fucking Dan Hooker. Think about that shit. Yeah, that was, that was a barn burner. That everybody was. else. Mm-hmm. Dude, is Dustin Poirier the best lightweight in the world today? I mean, I, I, I don't. I think it'd be kind of hard to argue. Uh, well, I mean, Charles Oliveira. Um, I guess we'll, we're we're due to find. Out. Yeah, exactly. So I, we'll see how he deals with that. But it's true, man. Like it's it's crazy. Like you said, like we were talking about this last week about mm-hmm. it's not so much who he's beaten when he's beaten them, right? And these yeah. guys aren't washed. They're not you know, cowboy. Bro, like you know, they like, were all in their these, primes. They were all Everybody. in their primes, and he's just continuing Everybody. to. And he's just an absolute dog. He's basically like. Like, like, Nate, like, it's crazy, especially after the Dan Hooker fight. I, I was just like, dude, there's no ending this guy. There's, there, there really isn't. Finish him. You know, like, you can't finish him, and it's insane. And it's just like, and he says, like, as cliche and corny as shit as it sounds, like, you can't buy heart. And it's true. Like, with this guy, it's just so admirable. It's just the amount amazing, of focus and dedication that he brings. And not only that, but there was something that I, that I really enjoyed about the last uh, press conference. Mm-hmm. And he talked about fear. And I love the fact that he didn't bullshit this, you know, machismo of bravado. I love like, that. I love like, that. Oh, shit. oh, I don't get. I'm not scared of anybody and stuff like that. He goes, of course, I have yeah. fear going into every single fight because I know what the possibility can be, right? All the wrong ones. So mm-hmm. that wait, wait. I, I think the the fact that he has that self awareness is mm-hmm. what's making him so great and propelling him to where he's gotten so far. Yeah, you hit it on the oh, head. I'll yeah. just, just the yeah. same, same thing. The fact that he's humble enough to admit what he needs to work on, he admitted like, yeah, kind of caught me with a left hand like he did the first time and it clipped me. But, you know, I was able to bounce back and, you know, go through the exchanges. The fact that he's willing to be honest and open about every encounter, all his matches, all his fights, what he needs to improve on, that's how you get better. Going away yeah. from it, saying you're the best, yeah. all, best of the world, best, 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 best. Going that route is only going to get you so far. Because, yeah. pe- you know, people, it's, it's getting to the point where the people that ab- admire you in the, in the game, that's trying to go to the game, will fight you one day. That's how quick the UFC goes. How many times have Israel Adesanya said, I grew up watching um, Spike, and I grew up watching them, and you fought them? How? That's like us, that's like me in my time watching Michael Jordan play and getting skilled enough to one day play him. Like that's unheard of. On some Kobe so shit. It's, it's, yeah, on some Kobe yeah, shit. So for real. you have to you have to be you have to always be conscious. <laughs> you have to always be conscious of your competition, man. Oh yeah. RIP, man. But you, you have to always be conscious of, of of your opponents and where you're at and where you stand because if he stays mm-hmm. in this game long enough, if he fuck around and fight until he's like 36, 37 years old, which is five more years from now, that 18 year old that seen him today or yesterday will be 23. How many 23 year olds we got? Savage. Tons yeah, of them. All of them. All of them. And they and they train to fight you because you're the champ. Everybody trains to fight. Everybody trains to fight the champ. They adjust yeah. their style mm-hmm. to fight the champ. So it's like, yeah. By, by, that's why he's able. And if he stay like that, he's going to be dangerous for a long time. Yeah. And another Real thing, quick, too, about it, go ahead. I'm mm-hmm. I was just going to say another thing that I. Not to get back to Connor, but no, he's a no. Don't get, don't, don't twist it. I'm, 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 I, yeah. and I was please, because I'm following up with you on that one because I was yeah, just exactly. About to go he's there a, he's a no excuse kind of guy, right? He's not one that's looking for for excuses of why things didn't work out or 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 anything like that. You know, you just you got to admit 
you know, you, you got to win gracefully and you got to lose gracefully. And this guy is honestly the epitome of that. You yeah. have to lose, win and lose with grace. And one thing that Conor McGregor does, and this is why I didn't think he was going to win this matchup. I didn't think he was going to win the last matchup is because at the end of the day, and Dustin and Dominic Cruz at post fight said this, and I could not agree more. You have to be realistic with yourself. You have to admit when you lose, when you get smashed, because if you do not, you're not going to get better. I, my biggest gripe with Conor McGregor, obviously his rhetoric and other shit, but the thing about him is that, fam, I've never heard a fighter make so many excuses. Yeah. This man takes losses left and right, and if there's all, every loss. It's not that. You know what I'm he only, got me. I'm only 19. He got one. me. Yeah, he, he, oh, yeah. I don't, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. You know, none of the other losses count. None of that because, dude, against Floyd Mayweather. Oh, if it was a full MMA, no, all the like MMA rules, I'd maul him. Against Khabib. Oh, if there was no wrestling, I I, I would maul him. In the in the first Dustin fight, if there was no calf kicks, I would have beat him. And if this one, if my leg didn't fall off, I would have beat him. Dude, just say I lost. He, yeah, exactly. he was a better no man no on foul, the man. fucking day. And here's the thing: look at look at Dustin Poirier, look at Charles Oliveira. These are two athletes that have taken their fucking lumps, and they have come back. Mm-hmm. They have been humble. They have been resilient. They have admitted. I watched. Fucking Charles Oliveira get knocked out by Cub fucking Swanson in Chicago way back in the fucking day. And that man is now the best lightweight in the world. And here's the thing. I'm going to say this. How does Dustin Poirier match up with Charles Oliveira? Because that's going to be an amazing fight. But honestly, before I want to get that, I do want to say one more thing about Conor McGregor. I want to ask you guys this. What were your guys' thoughts on Connor's post-fight antics? He goes out there. This man's leg is on one side of the room. He's over here getting interviewed by fucking Joe Rogan. For first Bro, of all, I, Joe I Rogan. I couldn't believe that man, in the first place. I could not believe. Why would you interview this man who is screaming because his foot's over there and he's over here? Why would you interview that man? He He is obviously not in his right mind. But. What were y'all thoughts on his antics post-fight? Sitting here talking shit about Joe Lee, uh, Dustin's wife, saying he's going literally, and they showed the video. If you guys go online, you can see it. He's literally, when Dustin's talking, mm-hmm. he's pointing a trigger on his head, saying, I'm going to go to your house yeah. and kill you. He's literally saying shit like that. What are your guys' thoughts on Conor McGregor? And should there be any repercussions for that shit? Yeah. I see a dead man walking, man. I mean, and I like, I like Conor. I like him as a fighter, but just like, just like, uh, when he when he did that with Khabib, we see how yeah. that shit turned out. His whole crew almost got murked. You know what I'm saying? You do that too many Facts. times. He already he already skipped it once. He skipped it once. He keep doing it, man. I mean, will something hap- happen to him death wise? No, I, I don't think that. I mean, he's got too much money. He got too many bodyguards. But his leg broke for a reason, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that I bad juju, man. You know what I'm saying? You cannot. You cannot spread that bad juju, man. He was such a, even though that he all of talked them. a lot of shit, even though he talked a lot of shit coming up, he was a humble fighter. You know what I'm saying? He was a humble fighter. That's you why know, we liked like, him. He's like, I'm not here to take part. I'm here to take over. That's some gangster shit. That's, that's gangster as fuck. You know Love that saying? shit. And he monopolized oh, that. He monopolized that. But now he's getting to the point where he's running out of marketing strategies. So now this is all he got to do is threaten people. You know, Dude, it, it was terrible, man. man. Yeah, I don't. I, you I can't think, do that. I think he a dead man walking. Not, 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 not physically. I'm just saying, as far as like, um, you know, being in the UFC, fighting people, wanting to, people going to his his fan base ain't going to change. But I think nobody's afraid of him gonna, anymore. Yeah, it's like that's yeah, what nobody. I'm noticing. No. That's what I'm like, dude, did y'all see uh, RDA? Did y'all see RDA uh, oh, yeah, and him? Yeah. Because here's that's the thing: nice. do y'all remember? He was supposed and, to fight and, RDA. And he was supposed to fight RDA, and RDA's had a had a broken foot, broke his foot, and that's the only reason that 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 original Nate Diaz fight happened. Remember that that is the reason why that happened because he has a broken foot. And do you remember the shit talk that Conor McGregor said to RDA after that? It was nothing but a bruise. He ain't shit. This dude's a pussy. Blah 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 blah. blah right? Yep. I mean, dude, you're saying this stuff, and these guys, and I'm telling you. I've said I said this before and I'll say it again. 
Connor don't want that RDA smoke, especially now that RDA has been fighting for years at 170. He's coming back down a bigger, stronger guy. He is going to die. And here's the thing. What does RDA do? Especially what was the, the 170 RDA? 170 RDA used to stifle you, get in your damn chest and try to take you down and control you. Mm-hmm. Who would that be the perfect game plan for? And yep, let's yeah. not forget, RDA is in a nasty, nasty striker at the end of the day also. So when you go down, and I'm looking at these matchups and everything, I go down the list, and I know, obviously, Conor McGregor is the biggest name in the sport, and that's why a lot, even this podcast episode is almost dominated by talking about him even more so than Dustin Poirier. But mm-hmm. when you go down the list and look at it, and you really have to think about this shit and say, damn, what's going to happen to this dude going forward? How does he match up with the best of the best? And I'm going to be honest with you. He doesn't match up with the best of the best well. No. I don't believe he does. No. So, um, and then in terms of his his rhetoric and stuff, dude, what are you doing? This is a sport. It's, it's yeah, man. It's it's gonna get it's like, gonna get him in big trouble. And and I I think I had mentioned this in our chat um, with some of the other guys that like thank goodness that Habib is retired because after his his comments about his wife, I mean, I just feel bro. like there's 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 a certain extent to you know. You make a mockery of somebody. You want to talk about that their game is shit and and you know that they're terrible fighters and all that. You know, by all talk means, about the you skills. know, right? Exactly. But you want to you know poke fun at somebody's creed. You want to poke fun of somebody's wife. You want to poke fun of somebody's family. You know, and, and make those kind of remarks. This is a, a sport where you're legally allowed to beat the you shit out of somebody. <laughs> shit out and, of somebody. Yeah, exactly. And to, for him to have woken the beast like Habib, right? That you would think that Habib has never been really one to be phased by comments and everything like that. I nearly thought when that fight that he was going to kill him. And no, you know, dude, and and the crazy part about it is that like you lose to a guy like that and you, off. yeah. And, and, and you lose to a guy like that, and you would think that normally somebody would say, like, okay, I know not to fuck with that guy anymore, right? So, and yet you still keep poking at the bear, right? And it, it just, it's one day, and I hope that, like like I said, if you want to talk about somebody's game being trashed by all means. But I am concerned for him in the sense that one day he might be in the ring, and he might just say the wrong thing to the wrong person. And, yes, is he going to kill him or, or something? Absolutely not. But he could leave him permanently hurt because some people might not oh, give a shit. shit. Like, you know what? I'm Dude, on my way out anyways. Saturday. I'm at the end of my career. I'm gonna fuck. Yeah. I'm gonna fuck this guy. Dude, up. this fucking weekend, his foot obviously broke. You you know Dustin saw that happen. Oh yeah. Most he guys gave, when that happened, they could have taken. Piece. They could. Dude, he, most guys could have took that step back and said, "Oh, like what happened?" Right? Nah. He went in there and crow hopped. Uppercut dude right in the side of the dome and kept on hitting him into that belt. He knew his foot's leg was messed up. He did he not called, care. He said it. He said it. Yeah. He said it as soon as he walked away. He said, he was telling his coaches, he's like, yo, his foot's broke. He's, he's done. He's done. So, exactly. <laughs> it, it, so he it, saw man. it happen and he didn't care. And that's the thing, dude. He he is literally bringing, and there's a, <sighs> let's move on because I, I can get into this and it just, it, it drives me crazy because I hate the fact that somebody like this is the face of the sport. Really. It drives me crazy. But what's what's kind of annoying too is that like, so everybody gives Colby Covington shit when he, when he says the atrocious things that he says. Right. But then it's like, Oh, you can't be cool with one guy saying things like that. And the other, and not be cool with, uh, with another guy saying it, you have to be equally as outraged. I feel. Thank you, Sam. Dude, thank you for saying that. And here's the thing. I am, if I'm anything, I'm fucking consistent. The people that like, dude, it's fights. I like, I like a little shit talk. Little shit talk is a good time, right? We all enjoy it. It's part of the game. You sell the fights, but there is a line. And mm-hmm. those two individuals consistently cross that fucking line. They consistently cross that line. And that's why they're as polarizing as they are. But Dude, that shit comes with limitations. But later, let, let's go ahead and, and transition a little bit because I do want to get your guys' thoughts. We'll make this one quick because I, the rest of the car was had some moments, right? Yeah. So yeah. let's talk about this. Not this. Um, how do y'all see a fight against Dustin Poirier? Because that is the next fight. Dustin Poirier, Charles Oliveira. Nick, I'm gonna ask you first. How do you see this fight going? It's it's hard to pinpoint at this point, man, because I feel like Charles Oliveira is a very dangerous man, and I feel like Charles Oliveira can finish anybody quickly, but. Dustin Poirier being the dog that he is, 
And and like I, I like I always go back to that Dan Hooker fight, man. Like it's just it kind of it's kind of like when I see the the fight that happened between Sugar Shane and uh, and uh, Moutinho oh this weekend. It's we'll just talk like, about that in a second. Yeah, too. exactly. But it's like you, when when you're somebody like that that you could just keep taking hits and hits and hits. You know, I think it's it's kind of a toss up right now. Like I could see definitely if I had to pick maybe Charles Oliveira, but the self belief that Dustin Poirier has in himself right now. I, I think that's a big factor going into that fight. Yeah. Brooke, what do you think? Yeah, same way, man. I mean, um, it's so hard to pinpoint. I would honestly, like I always do, go back and watch like the last five Charles Oliver fights and, and Dustin's just to kind of see the better matchup, see how they match up with other people that's got similar styles with them. Because, I mean, I think that um, I think that Dustin may be a better striker, but I think Charles Oliver is going to be better on the ground. So, you know, um, that right there, when you got that combination, it can go either way. It depends on who who can um, who can put the most press on you know their style. I don't, I, I can't really say with confidence either one right now. To be honest, I would have to like look at the tape. Man. I can, I can. Yeah, I'm gonna do ahead. it. Who do you think? I'm gonna say it with some confidence. The Bronx, yeah. dude. Charles, I mean Dustin Poirier is a dog. And you heard his resume. He has ripped through the who's fucking who of MMA, especially in the lightweight division. Literally, Khabib cleared out one side, Dustin cleared out the other. That's how pretty much these dudes are, right? He is that fucking good. Dustin Poirier is good everywhere. I said this leading up to it. I think he is a far better all-around martial artist than Conor McGregor is. With that being said... He's going to get fucked up. And I'm saying this now, and I'm going to stand on it. Can it change in the future? Possibly. I'll be honest with you. But dude, dude Bronx is something else right now. I said this. I said it before this year. That was my hot take of 2020. I said before the end of 2021, dude Bronx was going to be the title holder. And I'm going to say it again. Coming into 2022, dude Bronx will still be the title holder. And here's the thing is how sad is that? Dustin Poirier, with he has everything now. He can be the star of stars. He had a, a portion of the belt, but here's what sucks. He's never going to get the real one because I don't think he's going to beat Dubronx. I think it's going to be a great matchup. I think he can go back and forth. I think Charles is better everywhere. I mean, he, he, uh, even even if he does, does lose, though, he he has an, an amazing career. You know, we there's like, like for example, like amazing you career. got you got a lot of great NBA players that never ended up getting the ring. You know, that doesn't mean that they were scrubs. That doesn't mean that they were they were washed. Or Why are you talking like about that? Charles Barkley like that, man? Come on, man! <laughs> like Charles don't deserve that, man. Yo, hey, but, time out. You know, you know who's that's gonna be in the NBA? We gonna be talking about that. That's gonna be Giannis. Okay, Giannis is gonna be like, wow, he was really great back then. Yeah. Oh, but man, he's he so never young. won a fucking title. That motherfucker's never winning a title, okay? I don't think he's this year, but I mean, he's, bro, he's young. He's young. Now, if he stays in Milwaukee, he's he ain't winning shit. Say, I'm going to tell you that Milwaukee, right now. I, but that's what I'm saying is that this is not a guarantee that he's staying in Milwaukee. He can go somewhere well, else. Well, you're fine. Bring your ass to the yeah. Lake Show, and I, and I can maybe change my mind, okay? You bring your ass over here to the Lakers, I'll say, okay, maybe. At least you could say it one attempt the Kumpo got got a ring, well, you know. So yeah, Milwaukee ain't won a chip since the one that matters. <laughs> and that ain't changing. <laughs> and that ain't changing, man. That ain't, ain't changing. Hey, I love Anthony Pettis. I love y'all. I love the Pettis brothers. I love all my Milwaukee people. Look, we from Chicago. I got love for Milwaukee. Oh, this I love brats and I true. love cheese. I love all that shit. But guess what? Mm-hmm. You ain't winning no chips. Y'all ain't winning shit. Unless it's chocolate All right. chips. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, unless, unless, unless Budweiser coming up with some type of chip, y'all ain't winning oh. shit. So it is what it is. Um, all right. Let, let's talk about the rest of this motherfucking card, man, because it was actually an entertaining card. I think the whole card was a good time. We can we can mm-hmm. go through these pretty quickly. Uh, Gilbert Burns goes out there and defeats Wonderboy Thompson. This was a fight that, I'll be honest with you, I was so torn on going into it because of the stylistic type of matchups that both of these athletes have. I thought that it, last minute I went for with Wonderboy Fuck. I wish I didn't do that. But last minute I went Wonder Boy because I thought he might be able to keep him away from him. But dude, it wasn't the prettiest fight. Dana was shitting on it. Gentlemen, how impressive was this victory from um from Gilbert Burns? Man, 
I'm going to tell you like I told you yesterday, sir, is when I text you. Wonder Boy needs to go ahead and go be a fucking insurance agent. He is too <laughs> nice, Jesus man. Jesus Christ, that's cold. Uh, I mean, I, and, and this I, is mean, I, I thought you were going with fan. he needs to be a coach, he needs to be a commentator. God no, damn. No, no, man. You got to have you got to have tenacity, man. This high-fiving, hugging, oh, that was a good shot. Like, I hate, it makes my freaking skin cringe when he's fighting an opponent and they lay one on him and he would like, Good job, guy. And then he keeps fighting. Like, <laughs> you don't have if you don't have the killer instinct, you're never gonna get the chip. You gotta have you gotta you gotta have, you gotta have the dog mentality. You, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's Yo, not, and I, it's funny because and that's why I've all people have always asked who's the better striker in MMA? Is it Wonder Boy or is it Adesanya? I've always said Adesanya because I think Adesanya has far more of a killer instinct than than Wonder Boy does. And here's the thing: Wonder Boy has not been a knockout artist for years. He hasn't been knocking people out. When I looked at Adesanya is a legitimate knockout artist. He still knocks most everybody out. We forget about that. There is a difference in in the level of striking. I think that Wonderboy is great at what he does, but for MMA, MMA striking-wise, two guys stand out to me. That's Israel Adesanya and Rafael Fizbit, Philibit, whatever the fuck his name is, Phil, whatever the fuck, he, he's just signed, oh, they yeah. signed him on, he's yes. about to fight uh, Edson Barbosa, he's about to mm. fight him next. That fight there, son, holy shit, that motherfucker's bad. Like, so those are, in my opinion, like, those are like the best type of strikers. But Nick, real quick, before we move on to this one, thoughts on this fight? I mean, I, I had picked Burns, so I was happy with it. I just, I sincerely hope that they don't run it back too quick with uh, nah. with Usman. I mean, I would like to see Burns get another, you know, an, you know, another top opponent for sure. But, um, but you know, before they go ahead and, and give him uh, Usman back, because I still feel like that he needs to grow a little bit, um, especially the fact that he took this to a decision rather than than finishing yeah. him. Yep. So, you got to give mean, it to I, Leon I, Edwards next. Leon deserves the title shot next. Now yeah, that Wonder Leon's Boy didn't get it, it should be Leon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, th- I think that they'll give it to Leon. I mean, fuck, either that or, you know, there's always talk about Kobe again. But They said they I said mean, October, November. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, well, Dana, the, Dana and him are boys, so. Hey, we will see. Well, gentlemen. Yeah. The the big boys got to throwing down also in the main event, <laughs> and uh, it, it it was uh, the the woman beater versus Ty to Avasa. So yeah. Ty goes out there and knocks out. Yeah, hey hey, I'm gonna keep it a buck, okay? And, and look, Greg Hardy went out there and has people say he's cleaned up his image. He was saying some wild wild shit about Derek Lewis this yeah. week. And the him going out there, and I'll say it, I'll start it off. Is the Greg Hardy experiment over? Yes. Thank you. Greg Hardy, if we look at his wins, Greg Hardy has any everybody he's beaten in the UFC no longer is in the UFC. So all the heavyweights that have beaten him in the UFC are still there. The ones that haven't beaten him aren't there anymore. So what does that tell you? That tells you that he might be good enough to be there, but he might not be good enough to be ranked. And when you put it there, so he might be one of those guys that they put out there a la Pat Berry or some shit, right? Who is just a fun dude who can go out there and has some name recognition and he might knock somebody out or he's going to get knocked out. But one thing I'm seeing consistently is when he fights the best guys in the world, he gets beat, okay? He hasn't evolved enough. And I'm going to be very honest with you. I don't know if he has the heart for this shit like that because anytime there's a moment of toughness, he tends to cower and crumble. And uh, and look, all praise is due to Tai Tuovasa. He went out there and was slinging it. He has a three-fight win streak, three first-round finishes in a row. He is deserving of anything he gets going forward. I think that he has an opportunity to be a fan-favorite heavyweight, very Roy Nelson-esque, very Mark Hunt-esque, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. he's now talking about moving and training at AKA with DC and them so he can oh, improve boy. his wrestling also. Oh, Taito Vasa oh, training at AKA? They make champs over there, boy. They that make boy, champs over there. You know what I'm saying? Think about Ty over there. You put Taito Vasa in fucking uh, over there, AKA training with DC on the regular, that's a problem in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just saying. What do you? What do you, so do y'all think? Is the Greg Hardy experiment over with? Um, 
I'm not a Greg Hardy. I'm going to be real quick with this one. I'm not a Greg Hardy fan. I don't think he belongs in the UFC. I think at best you can put him in like the ultimate fighter competitions. That's, that's where I think he belongs. I don't like the way they brought him in. He's proven that, you know, he's too animated. Um, he's here for the show, not for the craft. Um, and, and, and this fight showed it. Glad he got Kato. I was just ready to move on from that fight. And I'm so glad that Ty was the one that did it, man. Dude, do you could you he's he was calling out the whole time and talking yeah. some disparaging shit against the black beast Derek Lewis. Come on, man. Could you imagine what you Derek Lewis would have done? Not want to that him? smoke. Not want that smoke at all. Absolutely. Derek not Lewis would have done nasty. Derek Lewis, when he hit the ground, would have came over there and and, and kept kept punching. He would have just kept punching yeah. to like he would straight mm-hmm. knock the whole the dude's head. Crazy shit. All right. Um, Nick, any thoughts on that one? No, I'm just, I, I agree. I think it's pretty much over in, in the sense of like, yeah, talent wise, uh, they'll probably keep him around just because people might still tune in just to see him. But I mean, like, what is there really more to see? Uh, and then I, I also gotta, I also gotta give props to Tua because I mean, the, that, that, uh, that shoey did look crisp. So it looked like that quenched that thirst. I don't know if you boys ever did it. I did it at my wedding. I had all of my groomsmen do it, but it was my shoe. So I mean, about three of them, I, dude. That's how you get COVID. That's how this pandemic started. I mean, the fact that you, I mean, you drink out of your own shoe. That that's fair game. You drink out of a stranger's shoe that's in the third in the twenty sixth row. Did you see that one, dude? Where the dude poured it from the fucking thing? Uh, dog, yeah, beast, nasty man. shit. So if he, he, if he doesn't catch man. anything, he won't catch any. If he didn't catch anything dude, from this weekend, man, he'll never catch anything. Dude, that yeah. man, his his immune system is on point. Okay, that man's Bro, immune Fizer's system gonna get an endorsement to... deal with him. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> but gentlemen, here speaking of endorsement deals, arguably the most becoming the most, one of the most marketable dudes in UFC. Yo, Sugar Sean O'Malley goes out there O'Malley. and fights. Yeah. And, and fights a punching bag that just won't stop. Wow. Fucking Montano got hit with everything wow. and the kitchen sink. And he, I've been seeing the meme going on with Buddy from fucking uh, from South Park was like, ah, like I, you keep on hitting, like, you know, what is that all you got, bro? He was getting hit with everything. But I'm gonna say this: Montano was tough as shit. Montino, Does he belong Montino. in the UFC, Montano? I'm sorry, he he he's yeah. fan. He he was super tough. Kudos on him. You earned yourself another fight in the UFC. Good for you. Yeah. But Sugar Sean O'Malley's the real deal, people. Sugar Sean O'Malley's the real fucking dude. That man's skill set, the way he, the way his movement is, his accuracy, his footwork, his his angles. Dude, I love watching this man compete, man. He is tough as shit. And I'll be honest with you, they're probably going to give him Cody Garbrandt next. And he's going to fuck up Cody Garbrandt. I'm telling you right now, that is a terrible matchup for Cody if he sits there, if he stays at 35. But he also called out Dominic Cruz. I'm here for that one, too. He Mm -hmm. fucked him up, too. But I'm here for that fight as well. It's funny. He also called out Rob Font. No? That's your boy. Rob Font whoops that ass. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't want that Rob Font smoke. Rob Font whoops that ass. Well, you always got to throw out one. one. You always got to throw out one that 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 you may not be able to beat just to get the crowd going, man. Just to put yeah, yeah. So I think what? he may have went too far with that one. Yeah, no, uh, I do. Rob, uh, the best, arguably the legitimately the best boxer in the UFC. Rob Font, he, he, he just as good footwork. He can hit them same angles. He's fast. The only thing that Rob Font would have difficulty with is that Sean O'Malley has amazing length. But I still got, I still, I still have, um, I still have uh, Rob Font in that fight. I really do. I think Rob is is a legit fucking dude, man. Um, but do you guys agree that was fight of the night? Yeah, one hundred percent, man. Because I mean, I like that. Um, I like I like Sean O'Malley's style. He reminds me a lot of uh, my man Max Holloway with with his striking with. His- Point accuracy, his footwork, being able to fight backwards—that's a hard skill, you know. Yeah, because he yeah. was getting walked down. I think, I think fight, he's, man. I think he's a little bit more dynamic than Max in the way he yeah. utilizes his skill set. He's, he's more yeah. dynamic with it. I think he throws a couple more because he utilizes kicks way more than Max does. But yep. in terms yep. of the stance switching, dude, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. His stance switching, his angles, and in his angles and his sharpness—that's very Max Holloway. You're right. Yeah, because Max. Max, you know, um, he'll knock you out, but you probably gonna take a hundred to the face first. 
And that's yeah. what Sean O'Malley was. I mean, I think dude took like 250 strikes to the head. That, uh, so many shots. I mean, it, it was like 220 in the fourth round, I think. Um, 230. I, he, t- he got oh 230. 230 of those were significant. Bro. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Come on, man. You he, was, he, was, he, he was literally that's dude. He I'm not gonna lie. Like, my man's I, face. I feel I feel terrible for Moutinho though. I mean, we all knew he was gonna lose that fight, but I, I like for yeah. 30 seconds, Herb should have not Herb that and and just let him finish it out. Like I, no, I, I no, feel no, like, no. You know what? I, it, I I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have Herb's back for this one, and just be it reminded me of a boxing stoppage, right? Very boxing esque stoppage because it was one of those. If Herb is doing what Herb is supposed to do. He actually did the right thing as a judge, right? Or as a ref. He's not paying attention to the time. He's not doing that. He's looking at what he's looking at in front of him. And he was like, you know what? Dude, Sean was just getting off in that last that moment. He was it, just that Damn. uppercut. He was starting to really like if you look at like, a lot of boxing were stuff, call it, like in. there was plenty of other times earlier in the fight that Absolutely. he should have just been like, True. yo, fuck this. Like, dude, Facts. you're not gonna get Facts. anything. Like, yeah. like that's what I'm saying. I was like, now you're gonna call it now. Not this guy. Okay, I hear you. Gonna I hear you. That, fucking I bedridden yeah. the rest of his yeah. life because it's Jesus no Christ, dude. Like, shit. That was I have rough. No, like I have no qualms with with uh, with a an official ending a fight early, right? But it's just like, dude, are you, you shitting me, right? Like, have you been like checking your Instagram? You could you could have stopped that in the like, second round. Yeah, yeah, you really could. It was one of those. Yeah, you could have stopped it in the second round. Easily, easily stopped it there, man. But gentlemen, is there any other fights in that, um, any other matchups, any other fights in UFC 264 that you guys want to address? Anything else stood out to you guys that was even worthy to, worthy of talking about that we haven't discussed already? Torpuria. Dude, I'm glad you said it. My my pick to click. Fucking Torpuria. Ilya Dupuria goes out, there, goes out there and just, man, put the thumpers on Ryan Hall. Dude, what a great performance yeah, there. I can't wait oh, to see what he has guy. coming up. Oh, I mean, dude, what a great this match. Guy, this guy, he's going to, he shows a lot of promise, man. I can't, I honestly, it, and, and, and it's funny too, because everybody was so excited about Ryan and everything like that. I was like, I don't know, man, this Tupuria, this Tupuria guy, like he's, he, he looks legit. Killer. Man. Kill him, yeah. and he yeah, went exactly. out there and beat the shit out of him. Holy Dude, shit, man! I didn't you want see to talk about confidence. All. You want to talk about confidence? He had a, I think, I don't know if it was before or after the fight, but this is the guy that he says that you know what? Like, I'm just gonna. I know that I gotta, you know, obviously take baby steps. I gotta work my way up, but if the, uh, if they want to give me Volkanovski right off the bat, I'm willing to take that guy. I know that obviously I'm not there yet, but just to have that confidence. It's something admirable it. to see. You need it because Love it. you need that killer mentality. It's like you, like you know, like like Brooke was saying about uh, about Stephen Wonderboy, right? Like you can't be everybody's buddy. Like you know that yeah. at the end of the day, like you can admire well, somebody, you dick. can respect them, but <laughs> you gotta, you exactly, dude. You gotta like Kobe wasn't like that. Kobe, Kobe was as successful as he was because he realized I'm not friends with these people. It's none no. of this, you know, you know, touching up and be like, hey, what's up? Like, oh, you know, we're buddies no. and stuff like that. None of that no. bullshit, dude. He wasn't even buddies with his boy uh, with Shaq. Right, like, and they worked like they worked well together enough to to he get some cool Matt. He was cool with Matt Barnes, though, because I'm sure they <laughs> together. Yeah. yeah, probably. Oh, I mean, shit. I mean, that'll calm him enough. That dude, that has to be one of the greatest highlights in NBA history. Just Matt Barnes fucking checking uh, him and dude. not even flinching. <laughs> Kobe just sitting there, fucking Mamba. Uh, any other fights? Matthew, he's like, like, he's like I gotta join him. I gotta go. Yeah. Um, gentlemen, any other fights? Uh, the, the, all in all, I think the event was fantastic. I think it was a it great was. fight. It was great to have the crowd back. There were some mm-hmm. good, great performances. I know we talked about most of them. Jessica I literally has a third eye now. That shit was crazy. <laughs> she had the nastiest gash I've ever seen. Um, so all in all, it was fantastic. I don't, unfortunately, we don't have enough time because I want to talk about a couple of things. Ariel Hawani being chased out of ESPN. We'll talk about oh, that in the next episode. I was going to call you about talk, that anyway. <laughs> I know we can discuss. I'm telling you, man. I'm here for it. We got um, all that dirty that, laundry on Levitard show, bro. I'm telling dude, you. Dude, man. And then also that crypto deal. And for those who do not know, UFC signs this deal with some crypto company worth $175 million for 10 fucking years, and the fighters get zero of it. I think it's important, but again, it is what it is. But gentlemen, that's about all the time we have for today, man. This has been episode 299 of this show. I appreciate you guys really quick. Starting off right below me, brother. Where, Brooke, where can they find you? Hey, man. Um, HMiller357 on Instagram. Uh, YouTube got a channel. It's uh, 
H. Brooke Miller virtual recruiter. I know it's long, but YouTube made me do it. But uh, check it out. <laughs> My brother Nick, let him know. Yeah, you guys can find me. I got it right today. Oh, yeah, you did. You guys can find me occasionally, you know, here on the, on, well, I guess now on the Fight Podcast. I mean, but, you know, I do feature every once in a while in our little Cafe Con Leche uh, specials on the Brothers in Combat. Make sure you guys click and follow <laughs> that, subscribe. And you can also catch me on Mystic Black MMA, YouTube, Twitter, all the Twitters, everything. Just go ahead, click, subscribe, help these guys out, guys. Give some support. That's just a beautiful thing. People helping people. So tune in. I appreciate it, man. And guys, this has been episode 299 of the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe to fight podcast. Join us later on this week. We have a very special episode for episode 300. It's going to be a lot of fun. We have a lot of great guests coming on that show and so much more. There are fights this week, so I'll break down those fights this weekend. But with that being said, that's all we got. Love you guys. We'll see you next time. Remember, listen to the fight podcast. Everywhere podcasting is available. Apple, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Boom! See y'all next time. Deuces.